What a couple weeks it has been. So we had the first presidential debate last Tuesday, and like, wow, can we even call it one? <laughs> Yet somehow the topic of climate change received more time than in all three debates of 2016 combined. But before we dive into all that, it's worth mentioning that for the first time in history, a solar and wind power provider topped ExxonMobil. ExxonMobil as America's most valuable energy company after the stock market closed this past Wednesday. So this company is called NextEra Energy. Who? Right. I mean, chances are you've never heard of this name, including myself, alongside the many other solar and wind players that are all of a sudden becoming a big deal on Wall Street. I mean, up until now, it's mostly just Tesla, but... And rightly so. Tesla definitely paved the way in making electric vehicles and renewable energy a modern, sleek concept, essentially making it cool. So this company, which is now known, is the largest wind producer in North America and one of the largest solar companies out there. And like I mentioned in my previous podcast, how ExxonMobil got kicked off the Dow Jones Industrial Index while their revenues and profits continue to slide to the downside, Next Era is enjoying profit margins of as much as 50%. I mean, this, this stock is outperforming the broader stock market, and renewables are taking the world by storm. Even the big oil companies, they see the writing on the wall. They are rushing to get even just a piece of this action. But again, what are they going to do with all those oil assets? If even they are rushing over to renewables, who's going to buy those? Hmm? And investment banks are recommending their clients invest in the space. And literally hundreds of billions of dollars of capital are flowing into clean energy. I mean, take a look at the solar stocks. Sunrun, SolarEdge, Enphase, you name it. They're all exploring higher, like people found religion. In fact, despite the pandemic, residential solar is set for a record-breaking year, heading towards 3 gigawatts of installed capacity. Next year, they're forecasting 3.6, 3.7. Even with in-person consultations not possible due to COVID, which was essentially how sales worked for residential solar, the companies quickly transitioned over to virtual appointments in less than a month, and sales persisted as digital traffic increase. Because think about it, people, they're in front of the devices, their computers, they're not really doing much, just working from home. And they realize that their electric bills are increasing a lot because they're staying at home a lot more than usual. So people are realizing that solar is not a luxury anymore or some experiment that your neighbor down the street's doing. It's, no, it's becoming a necessity. And although the pandemic is absolutely wrecking some industries like the hospitality and travel industries and hammering economy down to levels unseen, I mean, people are saying that we might be in a time worse than the Great Depression, possibly. We're seeing an acceleration of the renewable sector, even despite all these difficult times we're experiencing right now. And that's in part due to a combination of declining fossil fuel companies, of course, and then the continued resilience of these renewable companies in the sector. 
There was no doubt in my mind that this would happen. Renewables are providing more and more value every day compared to fossil fuels, and the potential here is immense. I just didn't think it would happen so quick, but it was, of course, just a matter of time. Now, election day is coming up, so let's go over it a little bit here. Now, of course, Trump continues to blame the wildfires on poor forest management and states that the carbon levels in the country are now at their lowest, not mentioning his rollbacks of EPA regulations even once. And of course, because he has no policy on climate change because he doesn't believe it, he continued to hammer at Biden on his Green New Deal, which is not even his plan, and just attacking his political career, stating that he has done nothing for climate change in his 47 years of, you know, being in politics. Well, first off, the Green New Deal is not Biden's plan, and that's already pretty clear. But second, the national debt has increased over $6.6 trillion under Trump, $3 trillion this year so far. And again, the year's not over yet. So if we really want to go there, then the clean power plant would definitely cost less and be a much better investment for the country and its people instead of enriching the upper class and propping up the stock market. I mean, there's so much better use for this money. Now, I also find it funny how Trump mentions that in the Green New Deal, even though we're not even talking about the Green New Deal here, that airplanes are out of business. This is more of an exaggeration because, of course, airplanes, they pollute a lot, a lot of emissions from there. The point was not to get rid of them, though. It's the need to go towards non-emitting air transport like battery-powered aircraft. We're, we're still kind of far away from that, but we'll get there. And yet here we are. His airplanes will be out of business. The, the airlines are literally falling apart right now. No one can even fly. No, no one's flying. And Boeing even came out and said that it could take almost a decade to get back to pre-COVID levels. Anyways, the key statement Biden made that night was this. We were able to bring down the cost of renewable energy to cheaper than or as cheap as coal and gas and oil. Nobody's going to build another coal fire plant in America. Nobody's going to build another oil fire plant in America. They're going to move to renewable energy. Damn straight they will. Honestly, it doesn't matter to me whether he used to be an advocate for climate change before or not. It doesn't matter. What matters is he recognizes that climate change is real, listens and respects the experts, and is determined to move forward on the issue, not backwards. You know, unlike Trump, who's over here suggesting we nuke hurricanes to stop them. <laughs> Get real. And unsurprisingly, this debate reinforced once again that Trump is a climate denier and refuses to listen to the science, which is probably why he caught COVID. I do not wish him the worst nor the best. That's all I have to say about that. But for the sake of the environment and future of clean energy, this was for the best. This week, Sunrun completed its acquisition of Vivint Solar, which was initially announced back in July. And all the Vivint stockholders were promised 
0.55 shares of sovereign common stock for each share of Vivint solar common stock that they own. And this is big. I mean, for, for those of you that are not familiar, Vivint was Sunrun's top competitor in the number two spot for quite some time. And with this, Sunrun is now, I mean, they, they were the leader already in residential solar, but now they're even, they even further solidified their position as the undisputed leader in residential solar and energy services across the United States. They got more than three gigawatts of solar energy and over half a million customers. So definitely the expansion in the market cap for the company also brings it a lot closer to being included in the S&P 500 index. And that's insane. And hopefully this is a trend that will become more and more common as the world embraces solar power and renewables in general. So hopefully we'll see more wind and solar companies in there, in the S&P 500. And hopefully the Dow Jones Industrial Index. It's only a matter of time before a solar company makes it on there. And yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that day. Now on the utility solar scene, SunPin Solar, which is one of the top five solar companies in the country, they're over in California announcing that they will enter into a power purchase agreement or PPA for the full output of the Titan Solar One power plant, which will be completed in November this year. So this is a 70 megawatt system and it will be capable of producing over 214,000 megawatt hours annually. And this actually comes on the heels of their 75 megawatt. And again, this is in AC terms, not DC. So 75 megawatt AC, coal green North Shore project, which they completed back in 2018. So they are making immense headway there and adding a ton of renewable capacity to their portfolio. Now, mind you, Tiny Solar One is literally in a desert area. So compared to fossil fuel plants and especially nuclear plants, which require a water source or something at least close by to help cool them down, I mean, this is an environmental hazard. And also if they're too close to residential areas, it, it's, not, it's not great, right? But on the other hand, you can put solar in areas that would otherwise be unproductive like these deserts on a rooftop so it doesn't take up any extra land and even if it is on land it can you, you can use the land for other purposes as well it doesn't just have to be for the solar for so for example like on farms because of the trade war with china a lot of farmers they're trying to find additional ways to make some extra money so they're actually installing solar panels on their farms and then they're also uh growing crops underneath the solar panels, and then also grazing cows, animals, they're able to graze underneath them as well. So there's some space that allows the solar panels to be at a higher elevation to get most out of the solar as possible, but then you can also, you know, do other things with the land underneath it. This is something that's called agrivoltaics. Now, lastly, there always seems to be some massive, impressive battery developments out in California, like Tesla's doing with PG&E with their mega packs for utility scale grid electricity storage or some really crazy solar project addition out in Florida. But what about the Midwest? Well, don't count us out yet. So Ameren, which is 
one of the bigger utility companies out here. They service both Missouri and Illinois. They recently joined the ranks of U.S. utilities pledging to reach net zero carbon emissions by 2050 and backing that pledge with nearly $8 billion in renewable energy investment while accelerating coal plant closures. So this would add approximately about 3.1 gigawatts of renewables to its generation mix by 2030, which about two thirds of that is coming from solar and 5.4 gigawatts by 2040. This would cut carbon emissions by 85% compared to 2005 levels. So Ameren has asked Missouri regulators to approve $68 million for three solar battery pilot projects. And these would be located in Green City, Richwoods, and Utica, which these areas, when they lose power, it's they're pretty vulnerable because it does take some time to get power back to those locations, which makes it even more crucial to have some sort of battery storage backup in those areas. And luckily, we're getting that. So each location would have a 10 megawatt solar facility. And I mean, th these would make them the three largest investor owned utility solar installations in that state. So a lot going on in Missouri. Also, they're lobbying the Illinois legislator and really, really pushing the Downstate Clean Energy Affordability Act, which would boost the state's renewable portfolio standard to 32.5% by 2030 and increase investment in solar energy, battery storage, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this renewable portfolio standard is actually... It's already, it already exists, right? The current one is saying that utility companies have to get 25% of their energy from renewables. It doesn't, they don't have to own it. They just have to source it. But now Ameren is saying they want to increase that to 32.5%. So it would further accelerate the transition to renewables, clean energy, electrification of vehicles, yeah, you name it. So it's something really the state needs because right now they're only at about seven to eight percent of currently renewable energy under contract. So definitely would come in clutch. Also, Missouri, their renewable portfolio standards at about 15 percent. So definitely they could use the boost over there as well. But nevertheless, the fact that Ameren is beginning to embrace renewables at a rapid pace is encouraging and yet another symbol of the shift from fossil fuels, nuclear to renewables for a more economical, optimized, cleaner power grid.